want. I wouldn't be surprised if my dog comes here next. Welcome everyone to the Monday night show, and uh, we do have a special guest in the background at CB's house. What's your dog's name, mate? Uh, that's Georgie, going nuts. Georgie, okay. So, our uh, family friendly <laughs> <laughs> show. Friendly show. More, more we had I saw on Thursday night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How, How are you, Ted? No, that's all right. Good. Uh, it's not your not your dog for once, there, Tiggs. No, no, he's um he had his walk. We took him for his walk before I did the show, so he should be right. Should he's be calmed right. down a bit. Now. He's calmed down. That's it. That's it. How you been, Michael? You been good, mate? Yeah, yeah, not been too bad. Just uh, yeah, working from home and doing all the Arcanary stuff. It's all it's all kicking off, so it's good playing some Rust on PlayStation with the boys. It's uh, it's been good. So oh, my son's into Rust in a big way. He's um he's my oldest. He's he's, he's um. Like in a national uh, state champion team, whatever it is, like he's right into it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he's been in competitions. He got offered to be sponsored. He, him and his wow. this team is in. Yeah, so yeah, he's pretty big into it. Yeah, I didn't think I'd like it, but um, it's enjoyable playing with friends. So yeah, no, it's good fun. And what about UCB? How you been? Yeah, good, good. Um, I'll give you a. A reminder why it's very important if your children play sport that you should have your ambulance cover and things. So fortunately, we do with our private health and things like that. But today I received a bill for $1,800 after my young fella was uh, put into an ambulance getting knocked out two weekends ago. You don't have ambulance cover? We do. So I'm just saying, how lucky is that? So um, if you don't and your kid plays a contact sport, you may want to um, rethink that because, yeah, it was a bill for over $1,800. It's, it's not even it's not even yeah. for contact sport. Like I've had it, my whole family's got the ambulance cover. What is it like? It was originally like twenty five bucks, and then it's gone up and up. But it's still really competitive, and it's important, particularly if you're European. Sometimes you can't get up in the morning because you know our junk is really really heavy. So sometimes you might need a little bit of ambulance support and to get that. And it doesn't cost you anything. No, it's always good yeah. to have that cover. And young fellas doing well with CB. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't good, but uh, uh, I was just a mate. The scans actually proved, showed he had a brain in his head, mate. Who would have thought a teenage boy with a brain in his head? But uh, <laughs> no, we, we come out of it all right. He's just got a couple of fractures in the cheek. But um, yeah, it wasn't – for him, it was just chasing a kid, woke up in an ambulance. For us, it was a bit more of a horror show. So uh, yeah. it wasn't a good one. But no, nah, everything's good in my world. So can't That's complain. Good. good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> I can only imagine. Good everyone. Uh, this trauma would have gone off. Yeah, hello to everyone in the chat, sending through. Yeah, all your hi I love how no, Daniel love just goes in. No foreplay, just ram. Therapy night. At least we've had a few days to digest what transpired, and we can yeah think about it and uh, and go go through it all bit by bit, I suppose. But um, oh, what does he play, CB? It's football, isn't it? He was playing. Yes, it was. Believe it or not, he got knocked out in a game of under 15s football, and he was wearing a helmet. So that's how hard the right. impact was. Okay. So, uh, All right. But, before we get stuck into it, I know it's, it is a bit of a therapy session for everyone involved. We do encourage everyone to like and share the the show that you're watching on whatever platform you're on. We'll try and draw as big of a crowd as we can. Um, obviously, the game didn't go too well, CB, but take it away. Right here. Yeah, yeah, this is, here we go. Right here. <laughs> so we did half week. And uh, unfortunately, the Tigers have dropped three in a row now. And uh, this time, Gold Coast got us 10 17 77. 
deferred to Richmond 10-7-67, but in reality, the margin probably should have been greater. Um, we were just lucky they couldn't convert. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, Michaels, would you like to go through your learnt, liked and disliked for last weekend's schmozzle? Uh, the dislike would have to be this. The dislike for me was the response. I, I was going to go broader and say the entire game, but that's a bit of a cop out. Um, it was the wasn't the response we were all expecting. I know we spoke about it, and everyone, not just us, but on social media everywhere, that after the game we put up against the Saints, that you would have thought they were going to come out fired up and ready to go. So the dislike was that we just didn't come out to play, and it's starting to be a real concern. Um, Oh, what did I like? I liked Tom Lynch's return. I mean, you can't complain about... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I took either of yours there. Uh, you can't complain about his return. If it wasn't for him, it, the margin would have been just a lot, a lot larger. And learnt that I learned that there's something else not right within the club, I feel anyway, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, that we just don't know about. It's just not a Richmond D style. Um, declines don't happen that quickly in a natural scales there's something else that's not right that's causing this little bit of imbalance but we're just outside the eight um but if we can still manage to scrape in somehow when we get our shit together the last few weeks anything's possible but it's it's not looking good for us tiggs what do you got for us brother yeah yeah thank you brother um light i commented during the game is lynch is just rammed home how important he is for our system of play. He's moving a lot freer, but what I really liked about him is that he's got that distance back in his kicking. Um, you know, if you're kicking 50, 55 metres, um, you can do that with penetration. So that was really, really good. Learned that people read into shit way too much, um, particularly when it comes to Richmond. And what I mean by that is you've got the media that um, – already making calls on us and you've got like for example what you just said there michaels um, i've learned i don't want to get too much into the tiger then but yeah it's um what i'm learning is that we're still funny enough we're working into the system uh, into the season and people are going to say oh but it's round 16 how can you be working into the season now there's perfect reasons for it and i'll explain that later um and what i disliked our turnover game Guys, you can never win a game of football. There was a perfect instance where I've forgotten who the player was. I think it was Basha. He did a nice pass to Dustin Martin. Dustin Martin got the ball on the wing. Dustin Martin reels around and he hits McIntosh right on the tip. McIntosh then turns around. You've got Jack Rewalt, I think it was, leading up to him, uh, beating his man. McIntosh goes to kick and scrubs it along the ground. Um, and that's not just directed at Macca. All of them are doing it. And it's given it. I dislike it intensely. It's if you can't complete a chain, um, you can't. You can't. If you can't complete the movement chain, you can't break the lines. You can't break the lines. You can't move the ball forward properly, and you're done. So yeah. And Stevie, uh, so I liked yet yeah, Tom Lynch's return, mate. Um, five goals, two, thirteen disposals, six marks, two tackles. It just goes to show how crook he was in the um, first half of the year. I reckon how much better he moved on um, last week. What I learned, uh, our guys need a full pre-season. There's a few boys out there and they're absolutely cooked physically. That's what I learned. And disliked, the ground invaders. Grow up and piss off, you loser dickheads. I hate people and supporters like you. You got no purpose. Piss off. Don't like you. That was my dislike. Yeah, that, no, that's fair enough. Um, 
I want to touch on some stats quickly, and I know stats can be read into whichever way you want. Uh, but inside 50s, we got smashed 64 to 42, and that's usually a big strength of ours is the amount of times and the repeated entries that we get. And as to your point at the start, CB, the margin should have been far greater. It definitely felt that way. Our efficiency inside 50, I, I know I touch on this one most weeks, but it's just so prominent. It was 38.1%, and again, well below our 2021 average of 47.4. You're not going to win many games going at 38.1. It's actually a miracle inch kick five. Uh, and the marks, here's the big one. The marks, we lost 120 to 57. Yeah. Like In weeks gone by, we were averaging, we were well up on our season average of marks. And at the moment, we can't take one. And largely due to our shit skills at the moment, we just aren't hitting our targets and giving ourselves time to control the ball. Our, our average is 90.3. So that's kind of an indication of where we're at currently in our the last couple of games. Our midfield got absolutely smashed. I mean... Pillared, crushed, broken in half. They could apply zero pressure in the centre of the ground. They could not defend the loose ball and they could not get um, uh, first possession post clearance. So when that happens to a side, and we saw it time and again, and CB's right, like I was, we were lucky we weren't eight goals down in the first quarter because the way they were just getting clearance straight in, penetrating inside 50. Our defenders, considering what they were putting up with actually performed really, really well. That was our best line. It was just uh, it was just the worst I've ever seen a Richmond midfielder, and I've seen some shit, right? Um, and injuries do play a part, but it was just just a lack of fight. It was a lack of lack of work rate. The, the frustrating thing for me is it was the experienced guys that were making all the mistakes. Yeah. Like, you can kind of cop it on the chin if it's, you know, if you've got the young kids coming in to replace injured players here, there, and everywhere, that's fine. Like, I'm okay if they don't live up to the expectation straight off the bat. But when you've got and fumbling easy balls, Hawley, you know, grubbing kicks, uh, Koch missing ta easy targets, like, these guys need to be the ones steering the ship for us, and they're the ones that are kind of letting us down currently, and that's the concerning part for me. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And Took Miller, I know we called it, he's had a good season so far, but any danger of us putting some kind of player on him uh, to restrict his influence. That was just out of control. I, I don't want to degrade this into a, um, a player bashing session. I'll put it this way. When you talk about what Turk Millenet did, we are missing Toby Nankervis terribly. Hmm. Yeah. And um, I think that's contributing tremendously to how much we're getting smashed out of the guts because we've been – Belted out of the guts the last three games without him, particularly the last three games. And um, I just think we're lacking some physicality in one particular area in the middle. Yeah, in saying that though, we've we've usually with our midfield been able to um, compensate not having a dominant ruckman. So even if that's the case, like we've had Nank not play before. What's showing me is our midfield. Have have no um, no no spread. When you, when a midfield can't get out to the outer ring quickly, this is how they look like. Um, if the ball drops in close, we did actually some good work and we actually got some clearances. But because they got such, I call we I call it heavy legs at the moment. They can't spread, and if you can't spread, you get exposed. As soon as that ball goes over um, the inner ring that we're trying to do to to try to combat it, um, we just get torn out. Um, but 
And it's it's this it's it's this really disappointing. Meg will improve it out of sight. I'm not I'm not I'm not um, suggesting otherwise. And the other one that's not getting mentioned and he should be because he's crucial to us, in my belief, is Soldo. Absolutely. Yeah, Soldo throws that extra point of difference from Nang. Um, and obviously we have an in it. But as to losing, you don't lose your DNA. Your DNA, you don't have a way that you've been playing for four or five years and then all of a sudden just goes. We've got symptoms of why we can't produce our DNA. That's the yeah, difference. But, but keep yeah, in mind, you're, t- you're talking about the midfield, mate. We're playing blokes at a crook. Um, Edwards yeah. got injured, was crook. Bolton's yeah. got a bung calf. That's why he's not, not playing well. That's not advertised. Yeah. But we're yeah. playing blokes, and we paid the price with CCJ. Went into the game yeah. with a niggle and lasted one half. Yeah, so, and bloston has got a corky as well. Um, we're playing. So we're playing guys that are unfit. Or, you, know, you know what I'm saying? They're already crook going into these games. And I yeah. think that impacts our run and spread as well. So, yeah. yeah. It's because we don't have the depth because we've been smashed with injury. We don't have the depth that we can actually – and, look, you know why this is pleasing aspect, this is strong leadership internally by the club because we could throw the kids to the wolves here. Like dead set we could, but they're not doing it. Um, they're trying. They're trying to work through it now. Yeah, admittedly, admittedly it looks like shit, right? Um, but that, like Richmond Journey, perfect point. But I've lost it, even though he's crook, he still went at ninety four percent efficiency. So, and as he, and they're not the type of injuries that's going to, you know, really, yeah, it'll affect his mobility during game. But it will get better week by week by week. You know, a week off won't really improve it overly much. So, but it's yeah. My concern is. Um, my real concern is that um, we're seeing now that, like, Bolton can't play through an injury. We're seeing it. Um, so he should be rested and put someone like Stack in. Look, at the moment, if you're getting nothing from a player, this is a third week in a row he's performed nothing because he's been injured. Um, just let him rest it. Get someone else in. That's my opinion. Um, but I'm glad. I should have said in learn. We've, re- we've 100% learned exactly where... Chole is in our list, and we've learned where I think you know, CCJ was injured, but where CCJ sits in our list. Yep. That's great. If you're going to go through this type of shit, you want to learn about more about your list. Um, yep. so we're going with open eyes, and we're getting that exposure now. Yep. Yeah, it was a, a tough one to watch. Uh, I don't know whether it's one to bring up this episode or if we wait another game, but it does cross your mind at some point with uh, at what point do you – not, I want to say fly, fly the white flag, but let's say, let's call it doing a West Coast of whatever year it was, where they kind of just slid down a little bit when they had a good draft hand and reloaded for next year. Obviously, coming off the coming off the longer year, the shorter preseason, the bulk amount of injuries catching up on the same line, a lot of things aren't adding up. Does there come a point where we just sort of say, you know what, the guys who have got niggles, let's get them all fixed up and let's reload? Would you like me to go into my bloodbath right now? Is it, okay, if that's if that's what's on it, then uh, go for it. Then take some oh, yeah. So, right here, I'm going to say some things that might be unpopular initially, but I just want people to sit back and digest what I'm saying. And because I could just say I'm going to say some things that people go, Rah! but just relax and just listen to the logic. Right. So my bloodbath is things aren't as bad as they seem. So we've currently lost three in a row, and externally, we're certainly the talking point. And a drop off the cliff has come sooner than we expected. But I ask you this, is it really that bad? Now, hear me out. 
My opinion is there is a silver lining to the situation. I feel the results may bring forward some conversations and hard ones at that with some club champions who had a possible view to possibly playing beyond this year. (coughs) What does that mean? It means we see the next generation finally get their chance after two to four years in our system of the VFL. Say the players are Cochin and Hawley, right? I'm not just I'm just putting them out there because they're obvious ones to discuss. Is it a bad thing that RCD, Mansell, Rioli, Naish get a chance at it? Would it really be a bad thing if we finished 12th on the ladder this year? So just imagine we win a flag and then the following year get a pick in the top 10. And keep in mind, we've got four picks in the top 30 this upcoming draft and two of them are first rounders. And the other is the Saints' first, second round pick. So where's the downside in that? And finally, these poor players have had four limited pre-seasons due to the success we have had. Would it be a bad thing to see them refresh and get a full pre-season under the belt? This, my Richmond friends, is the perfect chance to reset and reload for next season. The worst thing we could do right now is finish eighth and bomb out. And look what it did for the Eagles a few years ago. Remember they bombed out for a year? Everyone said they were stuffed. Two seasons later, they lift a cup up. So this isn't a lost cause. In point of fact, this could be the genesis of the new beginnings. And who better to lead it than Damien Hardwick, the man who took the worst list since Fitzroy on his deathbed to a club that nailed three flags in four years. So don't despair. Rather appreciate the time you have as a supporter with these guys like Koch, Hooley, Dave, Shedder, Jack, Grimes, because they're not going to be around forever. And Basher Hooley, if you have played your last game for us, know this. You're a superstar person first and foremost and a true three-time premiership Richmond man, and we all love you. Done. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely merit in it. I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't agree with it, and that's fine too. Everyone's allowed to have their own take on it. Yep. Um, but it's just one of those things like how much can you keep putting the players through, you don't want to cause more long-term injuries to players who shouldn't be playing. And we've, we've typically been really good at not doing that, but uh, I know we're getting tested at the moment. So, Tiggs? Yeah, yeah I understand it's probably a popular view, but some, something's in there. But that's what we, that's why people watch the show, mate. We don't we roll things out that might be a little bit controversial at times. Yeah, yeah. My Tiger Dead is more focused on it was actually inspired by a question asked to me by a board poster something long right now that's incredibly racist handle but that's his name so don't take off at me um any of my asian brothers right um but yeah so something wrong um asked me this love your trade info tiger 71 but tell us what the issues are behind the scenes at richmond they're obviously seeing something going on because this is a fall from grace uh, is now embarrassing and an absolute disgrace and so instead of just replying just off the cuff, I actually made a few phone calls to a couple of my mates. One's in, in the sports science industry, so he knows a bit about, you know, mechanics, team function, uh, impact of pre-season and all this sort of stuff. And I'll just abbreviate what I posted to him last week. It, basically what we're witnessing, guys, and everyone that's writing us off, they're, they're writing us off based on hope, right? Some of the comments saying about, you know, um, and then this, I'll go on and explain why we're playing inverted commas injured players as well. Um, I just basically said, look, it's the perfect storm what we're going through at the moment. Injuries have been a huge factor. Now, that's not an excuse, right, guys? It's a fact. 
Um, till the bride rounds, we had consistently had 10 to 13 top-line players not playing, predominantly on in the midfield. Just go through an entry list and you'll see that paves away. Most missed two, three, four weeks um, in the buy period. And it's good 13 of our top 22. Do that to any other side, they will struggle. But we still managed, however, to win more games than we lost. So that's actually a really good positive, right? What's also hurt us, in that past fortnight of losses, we, we, we lost basically four players against the Saints and we again lost another three players during Gold Coast Suns. Now, let me be clear, that's not the reason why we lost those games. Right? But it impacts it, if you follow my logic here. So if we analyse what's going wrong, so we have a playing list has been, if we get the whole picture here, now the big picture, we have a playing list who's been playing a really taxing brand of footy for four years. I really say it's four and a half years, but it's four years, right? We've had awesome success with it. So we've basically had 16 weeks more than 16 other clubs of high-octane pressure finals footy. Now, we've mentioned it just before, but at the fact that the short, it was a dramatically shortened preseason, it was like four weeks, five weeks, right? Um, and if you guys remember going right back at the beginning of the year, I was really stressed out by the information I was getting from Shane, you know, had it been too short. Uh, so basically what's happened is because we have a conditioning program which is the best in the league, it's based on the normal season, normal season rotation. We obviously could not put that work into the players and a lot of our older bodies, boys' bodies are broken and we've seen, we've witnessed that. It's not because there's an issue at the club with Dimmer, right? I just want to put this out. I've, I've asked everyone that would know. I'm not into dr I'm not into housewife tales and stuff like that. But if you seriously believe it's it's Dimmer's wife and this and that and all the I know all the stories are out there. It's not. The players still love Dimmer. Let me just if they didn't, I'll be the first one to say it. Right? And there's no me rubbing my ears as I'm lying to you now. I'd be the players love Dimmer. That has not broken. The players still love each other. That has not broken, right? Like in on my kids, I tell you this from what I've been told, I, I truly believe. But this is what's causing it at the moment. We had the shorter pre-season, right? So, um, so the, and also the older bodies have been. We've been exposed by the way the games changed as well. It's a different type of football that needs to be played. So that's compounded that. So we're getting that's compounding the injury issues because the guys are running and their patterns are changing and all that sort of stuff. So you stack on the short pre-season, our increase and our risk for injury just skyrocketed. Now we're copping those in injuries, and here's where we're at. Also, don't forget this point. We also got to find 100K. It means Leper can't um, be replaced, which means every assistant coach has had to change lines, responsibilities and roles, and we haven't been able to get that IP replacement in there, right? So if you put all of that together, it's a perfect storm in, in you know, wise as shit. Now, it doesn't mean our destiny's over. I'm similar to, a bit different from CB. It's not. If you think football ended now, you'll be right. It'll be over, but it's not. The way I sort of see it, I don't see mass retiring. I, I was looking at Asprey's game, and he played a solid game for me. And I'm just thinking, um, I'm just, I was just thinking, you know, could he extend one more year? But no, from what I think, we'll probably lose one or two players that just would have gone anyway, regardless of what happened to this year. Because I in a way don't want us to play finals. I want Cochin, Prestia to actually, you know, and a couple of other boys to get a, an extended pre-season to completely their body refreshed. Add in a couple of elite targets we're targeting in. Add in sort of a couple of draft, and no one's better at picking quality in the draft than us, particularly we've shown that. 
Uh, And with the good quality team we still have, a lot of people are losing belief on our quality team if you listen to the media. They're still a high-quality team, quality forward line, quality back line. Grimes can play another two, three years, you know. Um, We can can bounce back next year really hard and I wouldn't be – I'll challenge anyone. We won't go fall any lower than a preliminary final next year. That's how confident I am. So – yeah, it's for me. It's this is not a negative. This is unfortunately what we've just been ambushed. This is just a perfect storm of shit, and, and it leads me to believe the biggest elephant in the room. That's why I'm so stoked that fucking Hawking's no longer um, at the club. That fucking prick. Excuse the language, everyone. He, it's finally come out that we all surmised. Who remembers me telling you 15 months ago that the noise was around that he was applying for the CEO job? I can pull up that post on Big Footy. I said, he's applying for, and I got told off, oh, no, it's a rumour. I said, no, 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 he's applying for that CEO job. So Gil would have known, how can a CEO allow a flog, change the rules, finding players, MRO decisions, all that sort of stuff while he's applying to go back to the club that he just came from? It doesn't do the sniff test. And I'm glad it's finally come out that he was the one that put the standing in the mark rule on. And it was from his time at the hub and him getting his anus all butthurt because we smashed the cats. Well, no, he was, it was it was well known. He attended a Richmond training session. He was really pissed off with what he saw with how yeah. we were training. So he, he yeah. is specifically and, and keep, I'll give you a conspiracy theory. I've got my tinfoil hat on. Yeah. Hang on, before you before you do, listeners, start getting your questions ready because we'll jump into your questions after this Steve Hawking talk. Go CV. All right. So Tell me, did, did Geelong go a youth policy this year, or did they they recruit they some they did they recruit some players who were very very well skilled but not that quick? Yeah, because they knew what the rules coming. Correct. Hocking absolutely gave them a leg up before yeah. before the draft that had come along. Bloody oath, he did. Do you know they trialled the new rule at Geelong six weeks before any other club? Correct. That's proven. Yes. Proven. Yep. Six weeks before any other club. Yep. It is just, it is just, look, guys, you know, someone mentioned in chat, will Benny Gale go? You know what we need? I was in the mindset that Benny Gale, please, never leave, never leave, never leave. I'm completely reversed on that. I would love Benny Gale to be the CEO of the AFL. And he won't go pro-Richmond. I'm not naive enough to think so, but what he will do, he will have integrity across every single line. He will get a balance between all clubs and say, all right, if Richmond likes a block the corridor, that's not bad. That's footy. We like contested footy. At the moment, football's played between the arcs. That's what the football is. They crucified the, the centre of the ground. If you do a contest within the centre of the ground, you get penalised. You tackle, holding the man. You um, anything. Oh, chop, arm chop. Because to speed that centre of the ground up. So it's basically ping-ponging. And it's basketball. If you, if you want to get a real reason as to why Brendan Gale needs to take over as AFL CEO, read Michael Warner's book, The Boys Club. Exactly. And and then you will purely understand why, how Gil McLaughlin should never have been put into that situation because he knows where all the bodies are buried and he just kept the show rolling from his mate Andy D. And um, yeah. you know what? You know the reality that's going to happen to CB Michaels? They'll get Chris Scott in. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brad, Brad. They'll get Chris Scott in. Like yeah, they'll down north for the three-peat. No, no, they'll get, no, no. He's north, he won't be from north. Fucking, oh, no. how lucky is Brad Scott? Like, let's be fucking honest, right? 
is had a sicko fan and Steve shocking, supporting him, giving him all this intel, all this sort of shit. And now he's got um, – now he'll get his brother in the same – 100%. That's what's going to happen. Read the tea leaves. That's they exactly – But they already played him. Someone's already written an article that he's a probable candidate to take the job. Oh, so. fucking not surprised. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, not no, surprised. I'll we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. It's, uh, I'll tell you this. You want to see some good footage? Watch last year's grand final. Yeah. Damien Harwick walks down the race. Watch what he does when he goes past Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking looks like he's sucking on a lemon and Dimmer lets out a big woo and claps the hands as he's walking past. And you yeah. can't tell me there was something in it. Can it I just answer? Well before we go to question, can I just answer Travis Frost's question? If you boys don't mind, if I can get given two seconds. Um, Travis, great question, mate. Um, look, preparing for 2022, how do we see this year out? The year's not over yet. I had a really good chat with Shane this morning. It's my mate. That's in the sport industry. And he said to me, Mick, you guys just have to get through the next three weeks. Forget top four. Forget top six. We're aiming for bottom eight, seven or eight. So we can lose either Geelong or the Cats. But what we need to do is, at the moment, there's a term. What did he call it? Overloading. That's what we're doing at the moment is overloading. Right? I don't, anyone in the sport industry probably know what that means. That's what they're going through at the moment. Once they get past that patch, watch a springboard. That's we will start to get our run back. We'll start to get our spread back. We'll start I, to be I able to come back. That's correct. And that will come. And he said to me, skill issues as well. Like, I'm he said sorry. this to me. We're he said this to me. We've no, got no, too many no, injuries. We've got no, we're losing. We've, we've lost. We've lost the midfield me. line completely. Now we've lost a full defensive line. With still two of our best in, inside yeah, mid. That's why I said we are like, that shit, mate. Yeah, we hold on. Okay, but what I'm saying, what overloading apparently does, is it does affect your ability, your skill execution. It does. It's normally done off season, not pre season. I mean, pre season, not in season. But that's apparently what we're doing. I pray. Um, I pray you're right, and I'm sure we all. Hope you're right. But I, if we can, I, I just think we're injured and we're sore and we're physically gone, and there's nothing, no harm. There's no shame in that. No, the boys have not. a magnificent effort for four years. But I, I won't write the season off till it's mathematically that we can't do it because you know what's uh, funny? I'm okay, I'm okay with yeah. that. Like, not, yeah. But when the players get in there and they smell finals, you think, seriously, injured or not, they're not going to lift a couple of gears? Well, Probably is, mate, the rest of training for some things. You know, so because this um, number one pick, number the two first rounders, obviously I'm going with the mindset of what I know. We'll probably only use one of them. So I don't care how deep or how bottom we go. Uh, we'll probably only use one of those. Um, yeah, so it's um, – yeah, I'm excited. All right, let's I'm get stuck excited. into some listener questions. Yeah. Uh, CB, this one for you. Who captains our club next year? This is on the assumption that Koch either is playing but not captaining or not playing at all. Uh, Octavio still believes Lynch is the number one option. I could see why he'd say that. It, it's a hard one because does Jack Rewalt – in his final year, does he deserve the uh, standalone gig for a year and then hand it over? Um, I think Nick Vlosten's on record saying he doesn't want it. So I know a lot of people think Nick would be an awesome leader, and I, I agree. Um, I wonder, so Dylan Grimes, again, he's coming. It's, you're probably looking at that Jack Graham age group, aren't you, that will be the next sort of seven-year skipper type. Um, I, I don't think it's Lynch. I wouldn't be surprised they give it to maybe Jack Jack for a year and then I think they'll reassess after that because I think 
Jackson out and out champion. He's captained the club numerous times in Cochin's absence. And I think out of respect for him and his greatness, I think he'd probably be the one-year skipper if Trent didn't do it next year. Uh, out of interesting, who would you go? Yeah, I'd be a toss. I'd, Grimes would be my main one. Um, I'd go. I'd go Grimes. Um, Graham's an easy guy to look at, and I, and I agree with everything CB said. He was my instinctive choice, but no, Grimes for me. But another one, just a dark. I know he's always been injured. If he can get his body right, pressure for me. He's loud. He's vocal. He's much admired within the club, and he's a workhorse. So yeah, sorry. Don't forget, we got a guy called D Martin that runs around as well, and, and uh, he's all right yeah, too. Uh, before we get to the next question, this is a, an interesting comment. Hey, I just want to let you know that Tom Green started following Richmond on Instagram today. Okay, it's yeah, always well, nice to know something to follow up. Yeah, I'll clear this up quickly. For us to get Tom Green, he has to nominate us. Just let you guys know that, right? Yeah. Um, but we're doing hopefully doing enough work to make that happen. But you have to nominate us. And um, GWS holds all the cards. But um, the news I heard just fucking as recently as yesterday, it looks pretty good. But he has to nominate us. All right. Question uh... without notice, Tiggs. Here's the, here's the meter. Here's the needle. Sarah Green, which way are we going? Why not both? Is that how the gift goes? <laughs> why not, why not both? <laughs> Jesus, that'll, wow. Why not both? Look, Sarah, from what I heard, um, I'm a lot more positive about it than negative. Um, than, I'm getting more positive every week that he hasn't re-signed. And I can 100% tell you he's not going to Carlton, he's not going to Essendon, he's not going to North Melbourne. It's It's us. Brad and, Hardy, Brad Hardy on Perth Radio last week said the same thing. He said the strong word yeah. is about Sarah and Richmond. Yeah, and it's not, be, it's not going to be fucking. It's not going to be fucking seven hundred, eight hundred thousand a year and all this sort of shit. He's brought into what we've sold him. Yeah. Right, just that's all I'll say. He's brought into what we've sold him. Hopefully, our own players can rebuy into what we're selling as well. Sometime yeah. soon too would be nice. Uh, yeah. Tiggs. How badly are we missing Soldo with an injured neck? We are so exposed at the ruck yeah. contest. Yeah, we're, look, Soldo, and uh, yeah, he's there. Warriors in the side, Nocknan Curvis is one, but Soldo is the other. People forget that Soldo is a physical ruckman. Um, he's very he he's young, he's still raw, but if he likes to hurt the opposition when he gets an opportunity to do so, and that's that's that screams Richmond. Um, he's also a really good mark for his size, and what I love about him, which is rare in a Muckman, Ruckman, he's a dead eye dick for goal. If, if I wanted anyone in the team to shoot for my life, it would be Soldo. Just look at his scoring cities, he rarely misses. Um, and he normally gets flogs like CB and laughing, thinking he's going to miss, but he rarely misses. <laughs> he rarely does. He really but, is yeah, a shot. <laughs> I can't wait to get you to text next time he's lined up a goal from 40. Yeah, this could be wild. No, no, I love him. I love him. Within 35. Yeah. Oh, Narkle's happening. Uh, Narkle, lock him in. Narkle's happening. Yeah, yeah Narkle's happening. That's, that is sexy. Yeah. Uh, Jack, we, we did mention, Tiggs mentioned that uh, Crestia yeah. could be a prospective captain. Uh, CB, if, for example, we are to replace one or two assistants, what option should we be looking at? Well, we get $100,000 back, which means we can actually add a coach into um, back into the line. So 
Do you think existing guys have to go? Do you think we need that much of a restructure, or is it just a matter of getting him looking after the right line that they're best suited to again with the additional person? I think with the additional person, there'll be a reset. That's what I think. Yeah. Because as we said last week, this year was the first year that all line coaches were coaching a completely different line, Uh, and it's what the Bulldogs did in 2017 after they won the flag, and they kind of struggled as well. And, and it shows their connection sucks moving the ball for there's just so many we're so clunky in a lot of the things we're doing so like yeah. i said the, the, the priest this preseason coming up is going to be absolutely monstrous for this football club monstrous yeah, yeah. i've heard i hope it's true rumor um if chris newman doesn't get one of the senior jobs there's strong mail that we've made a fairly big pitch for him to come back home oh yeah yeah for yeah. a defensive i'm, I'm, I'm feeling that I feel yeah, like that. he's pretty good. He's actually really, really good. If you look at um, some of the mechanisms that he does under Clarks and he's had his um, – no, nah, Lipper would never come back. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I've heard – or if that fails, that um, Collingwood, look to Collingwood, will be taking one of their, their, uh, one of their coaching um, did, guys. Did you hear – is it true what I heard today, uh, Mitchell's pulled out of the Pies race? Correct. He, he's, yeah, he, declared, he declared himself – no longer in the race. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That, to me, suggests there is a plan in place for him to take over Clarko at some stage, yeah. not saying next year. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, CB, what did you? What were your thoughts on Matty Parker's VFL game? He had, I think he had another 28 or 29 touches. I think he had a huge amount of tackles again too. Mito, 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 Mito. Just you wait till you see my inch, young man, and all your prayers and dreams will be answered. I think... Sure. Um, we have nothing to lose. Part of sort of to do with my bloodbath, he's one of the guys I'm thinking of. We've got nothing to lose by yeah. giving this guy a bit of a run at it. We he applies tackle pressure. He applies tackle pressure. Yeah. yeah. That's and the kind of stuff we're talking about. Two out of three games, ten tackles. It's good. Yeah. And, he's, and his disposal can't be any worse than who is in the side now. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. be truthful. So yeah. let him go there. Let him knock a few heads over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great call, Cogger. <laughs> Bring back Sean Gregor's rock coach. Yeah, very good. All well, right, he's so now that he's had the hoops on. <laughs> I love <laughs> being with. I just can't um, get a little bit. Got a big game coming up this week, Tiggs. Let's get cracking into the game versus Collingwood. <clears throat> yeah, it is a big game. We lose this, we're done. Um, oh, we're close to being done. Because um, then we've got Brisbane, I think, after that, and then we've, and which is going to really shit me because... The Brisbane game I've been excited for for all year since they booed us off the ground. And to go there as a shell of a team would break me, but it hasn't happened yet. Collingwood, we have a chance to reset. Um, we're playing a side as bad at, out of form as we are, but they've shown periods of holding it holding it together for longer, like they did that burst against St Kilda. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. It's like two cripples going at it. <laughs> Look, if we can freshen the boys up this week, um, they're playing Collingwood. Both clubs will be insulted. <laughs> they're playing at what time in Sunday? Are they playing? You know what that is? You know what that is? That's Steve Hawking's fuck you before he leaves the door <laughs> to the two biggest. Well, it's not biggest his club, club. anyway. That's right. I bet you. It's fucking, he's, he, I blame him for everything. I'll <laughs> say this. I don't give a shit who wins the premiership this year. It's So long as it's not Geelong. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If it's GWS... Go GWS. I do not. So long as Geelong don't win it, that's the final. 
fuck you to Hocking too. Yeah, so on the game itself, both both teams obviously uh, are in a transitional phase in relation to Collingwood. They brought in kids. Um, for us, injuries cause our form line. Um, if we can freshen up the boys, it, it's probably the game that we need. If we can get the game plan simple, um, really load up, all right, go ball, get ball type of game plan, just knock it forward, don't worry about standing the mark, shit, all this sort of stuff. Let's just pressure. That's what we want. That's what we're going to – if we can do that, um, because Glenwood will give us the opportunity to do that because they will naturally just defend and flood their back line. So that's going to open up a lot of the ground for us to share it around and build that confidence with ball in hand that we're missing. Um, so it's going to be a fascinating game. Look, we need a winner. It's, there's no other option. We have to win this game. Um, what's great, Lynch is in form. Um, even though, like like said, we said, our back line's been decimated, it's still okay. We're still pushing um, teams wide. Our midfield's our main red flag at the moment. They can at least break even. Um, I reckon we should win this. But what do you guys think? First of all, hey, Tiggs, who's your ins and outs? Give it to us, baby. Come on. Oh, look, to be honest well, with you. Hawley's out. Hawley's out. Hawley's so. out. We know that. Um, so I'd go, okay, Hawley's out. Sam Mansell comes in for me. Um, I'd be looking at Short and he needs a kick up his ass. So I'd probably drop Short um, and Georgie. I'd drop both of those boys. And look, and I'm going to make a few changes here. You're going to be dropping, obviously, Hawley's injured. Short's out. Um uh, George is playing like he's got COVID. So, you know, oh. like a ball COVID, he doesn't want to go near it. He's given it Couldn't even catch COVID, mate. That's how he's oh, going. Jesus, he's given it too much space. So give um, so he'll be out. So those three, yeah, Mansell will come in. I'll put Parker in, right? Um, I'll put him in George's spot and say, mate, just run up and down half forward line. Try to, try to be our Lambert. You know, you've got a bit of an engine on you. You've got a bit of you've got a bit of you got a bit of speed, but you can hit people with a tackle quite hard. So do that. I really want to drop Chole, but we've got no one else to replace him with. Correct. Um, Correct. And then I was I was looking on the thing and I was going, well, Hugo Ralph Smith, give him a go on the wing, drop Candor McIntosh. He's played four weeks now of horrendous football. He gets a ton of it. He's he's running at, what's he run statistics right, by foot, 38%. In his last three games by foot? No. Sorry, Camden. Go back and have a bit of a freshen up, mate. You probably overworked. Uh, fair enough. Uh, CB, who are your ins and outs? Rightio. So I've got Juliet is injured. I have George out due to form. I've got CCJ out injured, and I've got K-Mac out due to form. My ins, I've got Josh Caddy back onto a wing. I've got Parker in as a forward. I've got Mansell coming back in to replace uh, Basher. I want Sydney Stack as my sub. And I reckon we're probably going to have to bring Miller in because um, I did have a look at the Pies lineup last week. They were playing Mason Cox. So they're going to be tallish enough and we will need another tall guy to cover him because unfortunately with Broad and Bolter out, that does leave us a little bit short. So I've got Miller coming in just purely to... Um, cover one of the talks or however the rotations work. Um, yeah. That's where I'm sort of at. What about you, Michaels? Yeah, no, that's a good call with the Pies. Um, I don't know, obviously, if these all will play this week, but with Cameron Majacek, Grundy, 
and Cox, we do need to get that additional height down there. Uh, because if the ball comes in as fast as what we're allowing midfields to do, we're going to be in all sorts of trouble. So this is where we kind of miss Brody. He just is that really nice right. height to take one of those guys. Um, it's not until they're gone we think, shit, it'd be handy to have him in. But uh, I, I want to I see Stack in. I think he's been working his ass off back in the twos, and uh, I definitely want to see Matty Parker get a game. The, the, the tackle numbers alone for me is enough to get him in. I know you, we shouldn't just all base it off one sort of stat line, and I, I know he struggled to kick a goal and he, he's missed a few easy ones, but his intent, his work rate, his harassment, uh, I think it's just the spark that we need to kind of G up some of the boys. Like he's going to have a crack for you know the four quarters he's playing. So I'd love to see him in, and I, and I agree with Mansellin for uh, for Basher. So who hopefully can come back after after the injury. But yeah, it's a huge danger game. It's one of those ones where you feel like no matter how bad the Pies have been playing, and us, they would see how bad we're going and really work themselves up for this one. They'll they'll give themselves a genuine chance, knowing that any amount of pressure applied to us has seen us kind of crumble. Karen, yeah. Karen Aldrich, I love you, but a bit harsh. Her comment, are you drunk on a Monday? Caddy should never be back in. <laughs> She's spot on. I got smashed. Yeah, one, but there was a good point there. It's kind of one side note. It's going to be interesting seeing Kmart Dusty versus the real Dusty. Well, See what that does to the real Dusty, you know? Um, does it fire him up? Can you just yeah, see the Channel 7 montage now of the one game that Cox played 15 years ago and you can see how Channel 7 is going to run with this bad boy. Um, and also, we're a bit rude. Hello, Morgs, my darling. We haven't mentioned her. Hello, Morgs, if you're watching. Yes, sure our, you our, resident, our resident Collingwood supporter, just seeing how much we shit can her beloved pies. But we're not going to, Morgs. If you're still in the chat, let us know what you think the pies ins and outs might be and that might help us with further discussion. But uh, what kind of matchups are you blokes looking at for this weekend? Well, I got well, four written down. Yeah, go ahead. You go. You lead on, Sebe. So I had Lynch versus Roughhead. I had Miller versus Myacek, Grimes versus Elliott, and Asprey versus um, Cameron. And the pies, because it depends if the problem will be Myacek. If, if I'd imagine Mason Cox will be starting on the ground, so I'm assuming that Miller will actually have to take um, Grundy. Which, uh, sorry, Miller will have to take Cox, which is too effectively. Two VFL players going at each other. Um, but like I said, it's it's Asprey's going to have to take Cameron because he's the big uh, forward for them. And I just, yeah, and, and my check's pretty – my check and Elliot are actually the two dangers, I think. They're the two that yeah. might pop up and cause us some dramas. Matchup-wise, <laughs> I think they will. Without outs, they're, they're what's going to cause us the biggest headaches, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, Lee sort of stole my thunder a little bit. Um, good post, Lee. Uh, Mansell and Elliott's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Mansell, I rate him as a small defender. He locks on, he's disciplined, he's hard at it. Um, he obviously is early in his career, so he doesn't do the you know offensive run that we like in a halfback. Uh, but he's a, he's a disciplined kid. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him on Elliott. It's going to be an education for him. Elliott's still a danger person. Uh, I reckon we've got the tools to manage uh, Maya Check. You know, he's not as quick. So we've got Asprey, which is a bigger body, and I agree with Miller as well. But, yeah, Mansell for Elliott. If Mansell can at least break even with Elliott, it's a huge win for us winning the game. Um, obviously, Dusty on Kmart um, <laughs> is going to be yeah, epic for me. Them, man, up, the ball's going to get thrown up. They're both going to run separate ways and try and chase offensively, aren't they? Yeah, no, Asprey. you're going to get Kmart start to show, boat. You're going to get Kmart. <laughs> you get <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Kmart, Kmart will actually go for the ball. He'll play his best game he's played all year because he wants to show his, 
He wants to show the big dusty that he's worthy, you know. But um, look, I'd, and the other one, big one for me is Cochin on side bottom or Cochin on their premier mid. I'd love Just to see anyone Cochin. on side bottom would be nice. Anyone at all. That's it. But I put Cochin on, let's say Pendles, and say, okay, Koch, you're yeah. out of form. Da 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 da. Here's a challenge, mate. Go tag the shit out of Pendles. Graham, get on side bottom. Don't let him breathe. And just see how the game goes. We don't play a tag, but sometimes when you're out of form, it's good to run with a person and beat them yeah. on a one-on-one -on -one and then build your confidence from that. So hopefully that's what we try. Taylor, Taylor Adams is their best midfielder. Tay-Tay. Right? He, he's a serious – hey, Tay-Tay's a serious player. And the one move I want to see us do, and that's why I sort of with my ins and outs, Baker must go into the midfield this week. He must go in there and um, gives a little bit of speed and nippiness around those packs. You know, I love Baker. He's just going to learn how to fucking tackle properly. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting fucking fed up with every time he tackles, it's a free kick. And he's only five foot three. He should not be given head by free kicks at his height. Nah, to be fair, mate, a lot of our players do that. Yeah, but Baker, yeah, a lot of our players. But Baker, because he's young... He's, it's becoming ingrained into him and it's fucking shitting me. Absolutely shitting me. So if he's going to play midfield, he has to he has to he has to learn. Graham did. Jack Graham used to be notorious at the start, but he got better at it. So yeah. Uh Glenn had a good point about the Collingwood defense line maybe being somewhere we can exploit. So they've got Rufford down there, who's a handy defender. Uh, and then they've got Maynard, Noble, Quainor, Majin, and Maine. Obviously, it's going to rotate around a bit, but I think this is where the importance of having Lynch back and hopefully he maintains that form and Jack's obviously closing in on 700 goals. Um, so I think the tall timber might not trouble them, but it's going to keep them honest. It's just we've yeah. got to get the ball in quick enough and lower the eyes and try and hit a leading forward and give ourselves half a chance. We can't be going in at 38% efficiency again. Yeah. And we just need the smalls to be dangerous. I know you've said it a lot, CB, over the weeks, but oh. we have just need to, to get dangerous. People, people justifying George. You don't understand what he does. Mate, he's a small forward. It's great he taps and runs. At some stage, he's got to kick him through the frigging big sticks. He has, he's kicked one goal in three weeks. The thing is, we make Rioli a natural yeah. forward, a defender, and play him in the reserves. How about we release some frigging shackles off these guys and say, you know what, be a little more offensive-minded and don't be afraid to have a fucking shot when you're 40 out. Like... The aim of the game is still kick a goal, not tackle run. So I understand defence, but at some stage, that all that pressure and work has to result in scoring, and it's not. So, the problem, yeah. the problem, the problem with the problem with George is I was his biggest defender, and I always be one of those guys. CB was just screaming at having a tantrum. I used to say, "No, no, you don't see." He's he's running to the he's running to the space, blocking the blocking the lane from the opposition. He won't get a touch, but he's actually changed Yopo's board movement. That's really important. Watch a lot of his unrewarded running. That's what he's doing, right? Because that's what Daniel Rioli was doing. And when we drop Daniel Rioli, that's what George is taking up. The difference, though, is he's not getting to contests at all now. And when he does get into a contest, like he showed it against Gold Coast, he doesn't know what to do. And this is chaos. This is the chaos man, right, we all love. He... He's, he's playing confused football, so he needs to be dropped. And, and you're right, CB, we need to release the shackles a little bit, but the reason 
I've got real worries with Daniel Rioli. I I think his confidence got shot so bad. He, his strength was the ability to read the play. I, that's why we used him as a – like similar to – he was a pairing with Lambert, lead really, really high up, create, and then run back to goal. Since his foot and then his forms dropped and it stayed that way and we've continually played him, I'm happy that to trying him in the back half just to let him have a bit of fun in the VFL before we put him back in the seniors. Maybe this is the game he comes back in, goes back to his old role, which is George's role. And George goes in the Magoos. Who knows? But we've got, yeah, look, make no mistake, this game, Collingwood's a lot more injury less. They're more fit than we are in relation to fit players. They've got more weapons than we do. So it's going to be a, if we win this, it'll be a, it'll be a really good win. All right. With that said, let's get a final tip and margins, CB. Do you want my heart or my head? Right, let's do oh, a head. Go. Oh, yeah. Do whatever you like. You, we all know you don't have a heart, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> my head says Collingwood by ten points. And oh, free kicks, free kicks, twenty to sixteen. Collingwood's favour. I think we'll get a final. We'll get a final goodbye present from uh, <laughs> Stephen Hawking on the weekend. Uh, but I, I honestly, I, I say that with a pretty heavy heart. But we are playing that devoid of confidence and we've got too many injured blokes on the park and I just can see if the pies get their tails up, they're going to be – I don't think we've got the go in us to curtail them at this stage. We're going to need to smash them and get on them early if we're going to win. So my head says pies by 10. My heart says Richmond, I want it by four goals. So there and you go. listeners and viewers, send through your tips for margins as well. We'll post a few up. Uh, before we do yours, Tig, sorry, I just saw a comment about Rioli. Did, did everyone see Rioli's goal in the tis? I'm sure we all saw it on Twitter. Oh, how good was it? Just, yeah. When he just yeah, burst away. Right. Nice to see the young man have a nice running goal like that. I'm hoping yeah. we'll see a bit more of that in the years to come. Yeah. Uh, Tiggs? Um, and just on him, the reason we don't play him is not because of his ability. He's just a young body. We play, we play him now, we'll break him. Um, he's still very, very, very light. Um, yeah, look... Oh, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. If I go on my head, I actually think Lynch, Dusty, might get us over the line. Those two boys. <laughs> I think they might get us over the over the line. Yeah, there's a lot of hope in that. But, you know, so let's say Richmond by eight points. Uh, it's going to be a close one. Um, what really gives me a little bit of confidence on that, is the Collingwood game plan. That if they come out, if they come out in the first quarter and go, okay, we're going to match you, we're going to go for a shootout, um, then it could, yeah, be anything. But I don't think they will. So, yeah, Richmond by freeze, Collingwood 26, Richmond 18. And they'll get a run of nine in the last quarter to stuff out, you know, to make it really close. <laughs> and And for the record, if we do get up, I will not take it personally if next broadcast a few of you stick it up me, right? I hope I am wrong. So if I'm wrong, Tigers get up, feel free to just smash me next week. I'm okay with that. We'll, we'll leave, that leave the fine. first 10 minutes of the show open for that to take place as well, if anyone's yeah. keen. <laughs> uh, oh, I said it last week, but I'll say it again this week. It's about the response. Like, I know we said surely we can't play that bad two weeks in a row, but surely we can't do it three weeks in a row. I mean, the boys must be cutting it real deep you know, deep down, they must be hurt. They they know they need to win this to get back into the eight, assuming that the Giants lose a game at some stage. 
Uh, I'll say Tigers by 16 points. Very hopeful of that anyway. And free kick count, it's not going to end well. I reckon Collingwood 25, Richmond 17. But we just need to see the response, which we didn't see last week. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we go. And make sure Tiger folks that can go to the game do get out to the game because dickheads in the media decide to take pot shots at our supporter base for for not going to a game where the tickets were released at 10 a.m. the morning of the game yeah. uh, on a Thursday night. Just absolute batshit crazy yeah. stuff going on. So make sure if you can, I think it's all been announced today or tomorrow, make sure we do yeah. get your tickets and get out there, even though it is a bit of a shit time slot. Yeah, I had this little vlog on Twitter going on about, you know, attendances and stuff. And credit to the dude who posted all the actual week lead in attendances. We've got the most members. Go fuck off. That's what I say. Yeah, exactly right. So the uh, I'm making it as clean as I can. I could go on a tanty right now, and I'm not. So you know, very good, Ralph. Good work going to the game. Mito going to the game. Very good. Now, be nice and loud. So bit of a shit time slot. What we say it was four ten this Sunday. Make sure we all get along, uh, and hopefully the Tigers can can get something going because uh, we need to get a win on the board ASAP. And make I sure have you a new Twitter account for everyone to follow too. They're, I got alerted to this one from Elton John's week, right? There's a there's a thing out there called AFL Great Cane Corns at staff underscore cane. If you want to see a genuine funny parody account, get on board that and you will not be disappointed. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, what, just look it up. I'll, I'll tag you in one. And then uh, you'll see what I'm talking about, but it's it's very clever. And just my benefit to, to our loyal community, mate, just my tip for Sundays, don't drive your car, don't bring your purse, don't bring your wallet. All right? So <laughs> just remember that. Prepay your Uber um, because, you know, you're playing Collingwood. Yeah, hopefully it's a good game. Um, and make sure everyone listening that you subscribe to us on, on our YouTube or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. Uh, we'll... Keep putting posts out there and many more episodes to come. And fingers crossed we're not coming on Monday night after a loss. It's going to be pretty raw and pretty shit. But uh, let's go, Tigers. Get up this week and hopefully we can get back onto the winner's list. Yeah, keep keep positive, people. Keep positive. It's still a big way to go in the season. Don't be gloom like these two pricks. You know, keep, keep, <laughs> <laughs> keep positive. You know, like me. Keep positive. All right. Stay safe, everyone, and we will see you all on Monday. And go Tigers for Sunday. Yeah, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Smash the skunks. Smash the filth. <laughs>